The way the Lord's Prayer lifts our thoughts and hearts toward the Lord, toward the Father, (laughs) the way it places our burdens before Him, and the uncanny way it climaxes with exuberant adoration and arousing amen, it's like it goes up. Do you notice that about that prayer? It goes up that way. The energy just goes, check it. It's like that, that's the way how it works. It's on purpose. Everything about this amazing model of prayer expresses our complete dependence and trust in God. One can't pray the Lord's Prayer in earnest without realizing, check this out, God is God and we are not. Amen? And isn't that the essence of worship? Isn't that really what worship's about? Isn't that what worship's about? Finally coming to a point in my life when I wrote, you are God and I'm not. You don't owe me an explanation, Lord. You're God, I'm not. You don't have to prove yourself to me again. You've you've done plenty of that already. You're God, I'm not. All that is enveloped in this awesome Lord's Prayer. I want you to look at Psalm 55 with me. You might want to flip over there. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, only because I I can understand that a little bit better. I I don't really do Bible study from it, but devotionally reading, yeah, I think it's good for devotional reading. I don't do word studies from it, but, but listen to this. Very first word, verse, listen to my prayer, O God, David said. Do not ignore my plea. Have you ever felt that way? Lord, you got to listen to this one. I mean, if you ever heard me, now's the time. you got to hear this. You ever felt that way? Desperation. Yeah, that's how David was right now. And when he wrote this, my thoughts trouble me and I'm, I am distraught because of my enemy. And what they're saying. Have you ever had troubling thoughts about what someone said about you? Maybe online. It just takes one bad comment and I'm just, I'm wrecked. It's like, they didn't like me. You know, I mean, but it doesn't take much to distract you, right? Or at least for me. But this guy had a serious issue. It was much more than just a bad comment on Facebook. They bring down suffering on me, he says, and assail me in their anger. Verse 4, my heart is in anguish within me. Anguish. Catch that out. Check it out. The terrors of death have fallen on me. And this is serious stuff. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. The guy is far from praise yet. Would you agree? He's not there yet. He's not to that point. He's still just laying down his burdens before God. Well, at least he went to the right source. Amen? He didn't go to some psychologist or his counselor that those are wonderful they can help you but he went first to the most important source amen yeah the one that can help most i love this part horror has overwhelmed me i said oh that i had the wings of a dove and i would just fly away and be i can just fly out of here and get out of this mess basically is what i think he's saying i would flee far away and stay in the desert I would hurry to my place of shelter far from the tempest and storm. Have you ever felt like that? I want to just get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Look down at verse 12. If an enemy were insulting me, I, w- I, could endure it. I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, well, I could hide. But th- it is you, a man like me, uh, my companion, my close friend. Ooh, it was a friend doing this to him. Wow. Talk about hurting. Well, that, that, that's hurtful. When it's a, somebody you thought was a friend. 
And then look down at verse uh, 16. As for me, ah, okay, now, you know where I started? Lord, you got to hear my prayer. I, I, I'm desperate. I, I got all this bad stuff happening, but now look where he's gotten to in verse 16. As for me, I call to God, and the Lord saves me. Every, uh, I'm sorry, evening, morning, and noon, I cry out in distress, and he hears my voice. Verse 19, God, who is enthroned from of old, from as far back as anyone knows, he does not change. Aren't those statements of praise? Aren't, aren't that, wasn't that just statements of praise? You are enthroned, Lord, forever and ever. That's like Psalm 90, one of my favorite passages. Wow. From everlasting to everlasting, Lord, you're God, right? So that's the statement of praise. And then he goes on to say more praise. He's not done. He's not done. You don't change. You love me once, you still love me now. He will hear them and humble them because they have no fear of God. He, he, he's, not, he's not aloof. He knows what's going on. He's big, almighty, omniscient, omnipresent God. All that's involved with that. That's statements of praise. Do you see? Now look at this. Now he gives us all some really needed advice because he's walked the trail. He gets it. He says down in uh, verse 22, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Woo! Do you see how that prayer went from desperation to worship? I tell you, when we turn our focus on the Lord, that's how it ought to be. Because our God does not change. He is always loving, kind, awesome, holy, powerful God. Amen? Do I get an amen? I really ought to get an amen on that. That would be a very appropriate say to amen. <laughs> And at the very last line, he says, but as for me, I trust in you. Can we say that together? As for me, I trust in you. Say that with me. As for me, I trust in you. That's a prayer, but yet that is a statement of worship. Let's talk about from the heart. The, the word worship comes from an old English word, <clears throat> worship, means worship. Uh, worship in its simplest form is giving to something, uh, giving worth to something. We talked about that last night, giving our allegiance to something. It's, it's so valuable. It's, it's worth more than anything to us. Worship in the Bible, listen to this, is both acts of obedience, acts, acts of obedience and an attitude of love for God and others. So it's really both. Yes, you love him, but you, it also affects the way you act. You understand? So worship's both. It's not just a feeling. It's an act. It's, 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 it works out into our lives. That's the way worship works. Um, now, here's one that's going to be on the screen, I think. True worship must flow from our hearts that are pure before him. That's very important. That's where true worship must flow from hearts that are pure before him. The Lord's Prayer can be an act of worship. It can be an act, something you do that comes out of you and you deliberately, intentionally do, but it's worship if it comes from a heart that means it. Do you understand the difference? That's when it is worship. It's not worship unless, unless you, it comes from that heart. We talked about that last night. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether you eat or whether you drink, anybody else know the rest, or whatever what you do, do all to the glory of God. Very good. Do it all to God's glory, whatever you do, some may wonder why we're really talking this much about worship and a study on the Lord's Prayer. Well, let's, not, let's clear that up. 
John MacArthur, Dr. John MacArthur, explains it like this. The Lord's Prayer is primarily, listen, primarily an expression of worship. The Lord's Prayer is primarily an expression of worship. Prayer is the highest form of worship that an individual can participate in. Uh, I I remember when I was still in college, or maybe I just graduated. I was about that age, my mid-20s. And I was leading it at a church uh, part-time and and, and, and one day the, a deacon wanted to talk to me, wanted to have a conversation with me. And I, well, that may not be, this may or may not be so good. And uh, he was a really great guy. He was a mentor to me in many ways. Um, but he was, uh, he was bothered, almost frankly upset, that I would play the piano during prayer sometimes. It really bothered him. And, and because I respect him so much, I tried to listen to what he was saying. And I really thought a lot about that. But something about it, just I, I didn't click with me. I didn't get what he was saying. Why can't you have music? He said, you can't have music while you're praying. You shouldn't. Well, I, I don't know where people get ideas like that, but I mean, I respect the man, so I tried to listen. But honestly, I still don't really get that. Because here, I, I, because music's such an integral part of who I am. It's a part of who I am. So it doesn't distract me, but apparently maybe it did him. And, and so I tried to respect it. And frankly, while I was, still, while I was there the rest of the time, I, I didn't do it because I respected him so much. I just try not to. Um, I made a few exceptions, but I try not to, and I always told him why if I did. The reason I point that out is that I think we need to understand that (laughs) they don't really separate. If I'm up here singing, I promise you, I'm, I'm probably doing some praying too. Anybody relate to that? Even if I'm singing a song of testimony, and by the way, I love songs of testimony.